When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Toby Keith's going to be in later. We're very excited about that. Um, something we didn't get to yesterday, so I want to get to it to start the show here today, is Lunchbox had started being angry about his wife. I know most of the time we come on Friday and do news, but this was the news I didn't get to yesterday that I oh. want to talk about here. Um, so we were on vacation for about two weeks. We came back yesterday for the first time and lunch. Like, my wife ruined New Year's. And I said, we'll get to it in a little bit. We never got to it, but now I'd like to get to it. So how did your wife ruin New Year's? It was about 3 p.m. on New Year's Eve, and she was like, man, I'm starting to not feel good. I got my body hurts. I think I got a fever. My throat is killing me, killing me. And she goes and look, and she has white all in her throat. And she's like, I got to go lay down. It sounds like New Year's was ruined for her by illness. And so she went and laid down, and she took like a three-hour nap, got up, and was like, I just feel terrible. I am so cold. I can't get warm. And she has sweatshirt on like sweatpants and at 8 p.m she's like i I gotta go to bed i I just don't feel right and so come new year's you know at midnight i'm just there and there's no one to make out with there's no one to get uh, you know ring in she didn't ruin new year's some situation but yeah she did it by getting sick so I didn't get to ring in the New Year's with a makeout. Uh, Makes no sense. I did not think that's what this was. Okay. A loving, you know I what I mean? Like, to say, he, so he made out with. No, so 2024 is just like a dry spell. Like it's just like, wow, something. okay. So cool. this whole year is gonna be bad because of that. Yeah, it's like a I bad was sign. I was sick. Did you kiss your wife? I was so sick. I think she woke me up and said, "Hey, we should kiss right at New Year's, just because it's like five years in a row." Yep. See, is that a thing? You can just kiss. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a thing, but... Well, you're not supposed to just kiss. That's what I'm saying. She's supposed to care of me. Yes, yes what? you what? are. Yes, you, what? <laughs> at midnight, midnight you don't... it's supposed to be a kiss. Yeah, and then at 1230, guess what it's supposed to be? <laughs> More than a kiss? Yep. Okay. Oh. Depending on... Not I saying you're wrong, but definitely not right. Um, huh. Okay, that's your story. Well, we, so, we can still go around the room then. There's, I don't think, is there more you want to say about this? Yeah, so it was, I mean, so, I mean, she's been sick since then. 
Like she's had to go to the. She's urgent- still running New Year's for you right now. Yeah, she had to go to urgent care. Oh, she man. got on antibiotics and How selfish. That, that, like, she just is out of control. But she tested <laughs> negative for strep and negative for COVID. No negative for flu. But she checked RSV. She got something. I mean, uh, yeah, the RSVP is going around, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't say you're coming and you get sick, then that you don't get to go. Yeah. <laughs> so RSVP, happy New RSVP. Year! Yay! Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, then let's just check in with the room. Then Eddie did something kind of weird. He sent. I liked it, but he sent me a picture of my old house, the first house I ever bought in Austin. And oh, I remember yeah. being so nervous because I didn't know how to buy a house. I went to our station general manager named Dusty Black for like father advice because I didn't have a dad, and I was like, I need to buy a house. And it's weird to go to somebody that you just work with. Yeah. But I really like Dusty. I said, how do I do it? So I went, my first house ever, um, and Eddie took a picture of it and sent it to me when you were in Austin. Well, we went to Austin and we had all the kids and my wife and I thought it'd be really cool to drive around and visit all the houses that we lived in when like our apartment complex, the first time we moved to Austin and then the house we moved in after we got married and then the house like right down the street from your old house. And so I just got out, took pictures of these houses and I don't know. I posted online. I got some. Yeah, I didn't. I I posted online, and then Mike D made fun of me, and then everyone jumped on that too, saying that it's kind of weird. You know, you're posting online. I don't think it's weird to post old houses that you live in. Yeah, because it shows address. It's just like there was no address, and you can find that on Zillow. But they don't know it's your. I agree. It's not illegal. It's weird. I'm not mad at you. It's kind of weird though. Now I'll tell you what I thought about doing. I went to your old house. I thought I'd knock on the door and be like, "Do you know who used to live that here?" That would be hilarious. <laughs> you have I no I idea. I bet they had no clue that Bobby Bones used to live there. I bet they have no clue who Bobby Bones is. Yeah. If you want to know, maybe. <laughs> that's fun though. I did see that you said your kids were loving the stories, and I thought to myself, "There's no way his kids thought this was interesting." They did. I'm interested by it, and I think as adults, but there's no way you're four boys, maybe one at a time. What did they do to indicate that they were loving it? Yeah. They kept asking more questions about it. Well, that's... To me, is. that's the number one indication like, that they're far, into it. When can we go to Sonic? It's probably what they were saying. <laughs> when are we leaving? Yes. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, that that's was good. fun. That's fun. Um, Amy, I know I'm just kind of throwing this on you guys, and we didn't talk about... We usually do the news in this segment, but that thing you saw on the internet uh, that you said was the cutest, sweetest thing you saw on the internet? Oh, yeah. So, it's in Japan, and it's this uh, restaurant that hires patients uh, with or elderly people with dementia, and they are the servers. No. And so part of the experience... That's not good. They're not going to remember the order. Well, yeah, that, that's what it's it is. part of the experience. So first of all, it's really good for the, the elderly to like have this type of interaction. And there are servers that sort of you know escort them at times. But you may get the wrong order. <laughs> you may get... How is that fun? Dicks in San Antonio? <laughs> yeah, that's great. And they were just mean to you. That's the whole point of dicks. Yeah, like yeah. You go and the whole vibe is they're mean to you. This sounds like you go, but you know. But also, you're doing like a, a good thing that they may screw up your order. Yeah, they- it's it's literally part of the experience, and it's called Cafe of Mistaken Order. <laughs> I just thought it was really cute. It is. They it, find it a way a to novel way. Yeah. To get people to go and, and help folks at the same time. So, mm-hmm. but you know that going to the restaurant. Yes. yes. Okay. So you oh, if you a, didn't, then that's be like, oh, yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> give them a worse tip because you get the wrong food. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> yeah, they had video and it just was. It was like the cutest, most sweetest thing I saw on the internet yesterday. The, the waiter three times, hey, can I take your order? <laughs> Wait, buddy. <laughs> I just gave it to you. But then you know, but I like, if you know going into it, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. that idea. Um, and then, I guess something I was going to talk about was, so, Zach Brown got divorced. Yeah. I didn't know he got married. He was married like, for four months. Oh. Yeah. The big headline was Zach Brown separates from wife Kelly Yadzi after four months of marriage. It's from TMZ. 
So, you know, stuff happens. I have no idea. I like Zach. Zach's always been super, super kind to me. I don't really know, know Zach that well, but anytime we've spent together, even outside of the show has been fine, good. But I didn't know. I mean, I didn't think it deserved a headline because I didn't know he got married. I'd have been more surprised by Zach Brown gets married. Oh, really? (laughs) Zach Brown gets divorced. So he was married for 12 years before, has five kids. They did not have any kids together. They were only married for four months. But do you know anything about it? No, it's all it said is they just decided she scrubbed her Instagram of all pictures. And then the next day the statement came out. And I'm like, what can go so bad in four months? Or it's you don't really know them that well. Like you get married, I don't know how quickly they even got married. Yeah, or you, they, get, you get married pretty quickly, and it's not that it goes so bad, but you probably learn some new things pretty quickly that you didn't know that would have kept you from getting married. Mm. Oh, it says here they wish each other the best. Well, then there you go. Let's yeah, move on. Exactly. Let's, Let's move on, baby. All right, thank you. Uh, everybody good? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean. Toby Keith's going to be in, and, and we love Toby Keith. We love Toby. Uh, he, he's been battling cancer. Um, still sick, but did the shows in Vegas. So, all right. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. Is there a nice way to tell someone they have bad breath? My husband's a smoker, which is a huge sore spot for me. As I made it clear when we first started dating, that was a deal breaker. Lately, I can smell it on his breath and it just smells rotten. He does carry mints with him, but you can smell through the mints. We don't have intimacy problems. I guess he brushes his teeth. But more regularly, it's been torture when we're just having a conversation. Is there a nice way to say, eat a mint, brush your teeth? This could also go for strangers or coworkers, but for me, it's killing the home vibe. Suggestions? Signed, holding my breath. So she doesn't have a deal breaker that's smoking because the deal wasn't broken by the smoking. So let's just address that. That's not a deal breaker because you're with them even though yeah, that was a deal breaker. I was thinking deal breaker, but yeah. Yeah, so... Two, you just have to tell them. It's your husband. You should be able just to go, hey, it's, it sounds, smells terrible. You shouldn't come around me with your breath smelling like this. I already don't like it. Or anybody, yeah. I don't care about anybody. Well, she just said she's she cares about him. She doesn't want him to be talking to people at work. And Mostly she cares about herself, though. Okay, well. She's so the me. one that smells it. Okay. Yeah, so I would just say, like, my wife and I have a good relationship in the way of, of in this way of she just says stuff to me. Because I'm like, I would rather it just be said and have my feelings hurt so I can get through it quicker. Let me, sometimes I'll recoil. Sometimes I'll react. But I would really just say it to me so I can try to make it better, even if it hurts my feelings. Absolutely. And that's even easy to say. Sometimes it hurts. But I think you just have to tell them. I don't like you smoking anyway. When you smell like smoke, it reminds me I didn't like you smoking to begin with. And it also stinks. It's like a double hit. So I need you to do a better job of making sure when you get around me that you're brushing your teeth because otherwise it puts me in a bad mood. Not just because I'm smelling your breath, but because you're doing something you said you weren't going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think people like the heads up. Like, oh, thanks for the heads up. I didn't realize my breath smelled <laughs> like that. I, I smoke, but I didn't realize my breath smelled. He probably knows. Yeah. Oh, he does? Okay. <laughs> what would you say differently or the same? Man, I I definitely want him to quit smoking. <laughs> oh, you still break the deal? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a problem. But I think like, similar to you. It's hopefully everybody gets the luxury of being in a relationship, which I get not everybody does, but where they can be honest and say something. And, and it that's, doesn't feel good sometimes. Right. Most times. Heck, all the time, I think, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's if awkward. You're, if you have that mutual respect for each other and know like, oh, hey, they're looking out. Then, they take a shower. You stink. Oh, sorry, what? Is that what you hear? <laughs> really, dude? Does that, that hurt your feelings when she no, says- No, I'm just kidding about that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's an example of one where your feelings have been hurt? 
What about like that shirt doesn't look good on you? Like, oh, I don't care. I'd, ra- I'd rather be told that. But all my shirts look good on me. Hmm? Not every single no, one. Not the top Because on, I only care about the shirt. I don't care about looks on me. <laughs> you know, if I like the shirt, I just wear the shirt. Okay. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I, try, I block those out, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, good luck with that. But yeah, you need to just tell him. And you already don't like him smoking, so you need to let him know. Either he's going to have to fix that or he's going to have to fix not smoking at all. And that's going to be an even bigger problem. The end. That's mm-hmm. it. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's the most fun segment we've ever done about facts. It <laughs> happens on a Friday. Fun fact Friday. Let's go. Fun fact Friday. Listen to this. In every U.S. state, when it comes to slot machines, the winner is not the person who puts in the money, but it's the person who presses the button or pulls the arm. So if somebody puts in the money, there are two people there, but somebody pushes the button, the button pusher legally is the winner. What? A man in Florida learned the hard way. He and a female friend, they were there together. He had her push the button for good luck. They won the $100,000 jackpot, but casino officials told the guy, we have to pay her because there's no bet until the button is pressed. Things turned sour. The guy didn't get the money. The girl kept it since it was her money. That's crazy. Wow. That's bizarre. Hey, that's I will fun. never have someone for good luck now. I'm always like, hey, touch this. Hit this for good luck. Hit it for good luck. <sighs> oh, boy. Isn't that that changed my life. That's crazy. Bobby just changed my life. You're welcome, buddy. Morgan. One of the most painful stings known to mankind is from a platypus. It has poison glands in its hind legs and can release the venom using a hollow spur. What are you trying to do to that platypus where it stings you like that? Right? Yeah, it's a little weird. What is a platypus? I've never uh, a platypus. I think I've never seen platypus. that. I think it's a, a, it's in the water. Yeah, and they have the little flat bill. That's really? why they're the platypus. Yeah, they're kind of cute. They kind of look like grimace a little bit, but they just pla- you know, I don't know. I've never seen one of those. They're cute little creatures. Yeah, I don't know where you'd see them. I I've guess they don't name. look like grimace. I guess they just look like a. You're thinking of a manatee. Yeah, they look like a beaver, but with a much more giant like. No, I was long thinking purple. No, I was thinking. All right, Eddie, what you got? Okay, so fingernails on your dominant hand. So say you're right-handed; those fingernails grow faster than your left hand. So bones, you're left-handed. So your left Why hand. Why is that? Does it say? Nah, I don't know. Science, man. Oh, I, I like to do that too. <laughs> Science, Not really bro. sure, but check this out too. It also takes six months. For your fingernail to grow from the base of your fingernail mm-hmm. all the way to the end, which is crazy because I thought that fingernails grew from the top. You did? Yeah, I thought they just grew out like oh, from the it. edge of it. Huh. I never thought that. I don't even know that I think what you thought was stupid. I just never thought that. Yeah. But it's pretty stupid. Wait, so wait which <laughs> hand is it? Your dominant hand. So what's your dominant hand? Well, right? she's ambidextrous. Right? Your right hand. So your right hand fingernails grow faster than your left hands. Wow. Lunchbox. New year, new year. Nope, new year, new you. <laughs> you know, people are trying to get healthy and they don't know what to do with their body. I love that saying, new year, new year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should really market that better. Go hey, on. I'm just going to let you know, when you're going to the bathroom, the healthiest poop is a long log okay. that sinks to the bottom of the toilet. That means you're eating healthy. Thank you very much. All right. You guys ever had one where it's uh, like, No, I'm not, I'm no, not doing this too early in the morning. That. It's too early in no, the morning. Just that. Okay. You know what? It's always too early in the morning for that talk. Right. I don't need bathroom talk, okay? Okay. Amy? Okay, the frequency of a cricket chirping in 15 seconds could give you the temperature outside. So what you do is if there's crickets and you want to know the temperature, you count their chirping, 15 seconds, and then you add 37 and you'll get the Fahrenheit degrees. I'm just going to look at my phone, I think. Yeah, I'm just Yeah, I'm never going to use it. <laughs> because if I got to time the crickets on my phone, I'll just look at the but temperature what if on you, the phone. What if, what if you only have a wristwatch? 
Huh? And you don't, you don't have a Then I have other problems. I'll probably just stick my <laughs> arm outside if, and be on my phone. I can't find my phone more than what's the temperature outside. And the warmer the temperature, the faster a cricket's going to chirp. Okay. And listen, what if you need this for trivia one day? You're welcome. Okay. You started off the new year with a rough one. No. I feel like it's great. Hey, Daniel Boone, chill out for a second. I'm going to do some stuff over here. <laughs> uh, Lil Wayne's original rap name was Shrimp Daddy. Oh, that's cool. With inspiration for the pseudonym coming from former cash money artist Pimp Daddy. Oh, shrimp, shrimp daddy. daddy. Shrimp, shrimp, shrimp. <laughs> the trench coat got its name because British and French soldiers wore those long coats in the trenches of World War One. That's cool. The trench coat. Didn't know that. Fun fact Friday. Yeah. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me Shout out to the entire community of Fayette County, Pennsylvania. Starts out with a guy, right, who's driving down the road. He sees a box on the side of the road. He's like, what is that? I've seen that for a couple of days. He pulls over, opens it up. It's three puppies. It's Mira, Mighty, and Maddox. And they've been in there for days. They're malnourished. So what does he do? He takes them over to the White Oak Animal Safe Haven. How do you know their names? Uh, I don't know. I think they probably named them later. Okay, got it. I was a little confused by how he knew their names. (laughs) Yeah, so he sends them over to the Humane Society. And uh, they take them in. There's a lot of medical expenses. So the community steps up. They start raising money. And they pay for all of the medical expenses. And now... The puppies are ready to be adopted in two weeks after they get their vaccinations. Which is how they got their names, probably. Yes. After Mira, Mighty, and Maddox. All M's. wonder what that Mira. was about. Is that, in, in Spanish, isn't that look? Yeah. Mira. Okay, you guys are trying. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Look. In ancient Hebrew, <laughs> doesn't it mean... Mighty. And mighty means strong. Okay. And Maddox means... Listen, it's a great picture. <laughs> Cubs and Braves. <laughs> yep. Okay, look, everybody, thank you. Uh, Eddie, great story. Yeah. I love that town stepped up and gave their money to help those dogs. That's what we like. Let's go. All right, thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for E. The champion currently is me. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Lunchbox. The category is the United States. Been What's there. the capital of the United States? Washington D.C. Correct. Eddie, what state is Disney World located? Disney World's in Florida. Correct. Woo. Morgan, how many stars in the American flag? There are fifty stars. Yeah. What's the national bird of the U.S., Amy? The bald eagle. Correct. That's the easiest category. Nobody goes home in the first category. Now, if you miss it, you're going to hear this sound. You've been boned. Your job is not to be boned by me. Oh, my. That's your only job. Okay. And you got to keep getting questions right. Okay. Here we go. Lunchbox, since you're the champion. Simone Biles is an athlete in the category of sports. For which sport? Gymnastics. Correct. Eddie, Babe Ruth is an athlete known for which sport? Baseball. Correct. Morgan, LeBron James is known for what sport? Basketball. Correct. Amy, Lionel Messi is an athlete known for what sport? Oh, Messi is soccer. Correct. Good job. You're all in. Nobody got boned. (laughs) Animals and insects. Lunchbox, which insect is famous for its light-producing organ? Which animal, which insect, excuse me, is famous for its light-producing organ? Lightning bug. Correct. I'll accept it. Firefly or lightning bug. Eddie, which animal can rotate its head up to 270 degrees? Hmm? (laughs) What on earth? There's an animal that can rotate how many degrees? Which animal can rotate its head up to 270 degrees? That's like... Oh, more than once? No, 360 would be once. Oh, oh, so a little less than that. Yeah. I don't know, an owl? Correct. Oh! Wow! Hey, who got that? Yeah. Who Morgan, got that? Morgan, which insect is known for its ability to carry objects many times its own body weight? Oh, I believe that is an ant. Correct. <laughs> Amy, what's the world's largest primate? Okay. I'm going to go... With, does it have to be the specific? Amy, what's the world's largest primate? <laughs> a gorilla. Correct. What's a I didn't primate? know if I needed to say silverback monkey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, books turned movies. Lunchbox. J.K. Rowling is the author of what book series in the 2000s and 2010s? Harry Potter. Correct. Oh, yes. <laughs> Eddie, Stephanie Meyer is the author of what book series that turned movies in the late 2000s and early 2010s? Stephanie Meyer, M E Y E R. Who is Stephanie Meyer? 
Can you repeat the question, please? Stephanie Meyer is the author of what book series turned movies in the late 2000s and early 2010s? Stephanie had to do Twilight. Correct. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Morgan, Suzanne Collins is the author of what young adult dystopian book series turned movies in the 2010s? Has to be Hunger Games. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not easy trivia. Amy J.R.R. Tolkien is the author of what fantasy book series turned movies in the 2000s? What? Dang it. I only knew the other three that they had. You knew mine? Yeah, everybody. Susan yes. Summers? Yes, I knew that was no, Twilight. Stephanie Meyer, not Whatever. Suzanne Summers. Whatever. J.R.R. Tolkien is the author of what fantasy book series turned movies in the 2000s? Fantasy? Ka. Fifty Shades of Grey? I don't know. That's where her mind goes. Fantasy. Wow. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, oh, oh. Is it Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Stupid. No, we went to your fantasy. Though. fantasy. It is fantasy. You said fantasy. No, we didn't say your fantasy. We said fantasy. Uh, said Ray fantasy. Boner again. Boner again. Oh, You've been booed. Yeah, I said fantasy. Said it's a fantasy book series. Fantasy. All these are fantasy. Yeah. I didn't realize Lord of the Rings was here. Hey, hey. Fantasy. But yeah, it's fantasy. For sure. That's, I mean, Twilight, all of them are fantasy. The only fantasy, Amy... Why is it's it? It's not, you know, what? No, 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 no. Put an E in yeah, I got, thought you were yeah. I thought we you We got to move on to 2000s. Hint. No, it says yeah. it here. Fantasy sure. book series. Harry Potter's a fantasy. Okay. Yeah, fantasy. Um, here we go. The 2000s. Lunchbox. One more peep from you. You'll get the first yellow card of the year. I know you want to go peep. I can tell. She has to go peep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, peep. Watch it. Who played the lead of Peter Parker in the 2000s superhero movie Spider-Man? The category is 2000s Lunchbox. Who played the lead role of Peter Parker in the 2002 superhero movie Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire. Correct. Never seen it, though. Wow, wow, wow. Eddie, which celebrity businesswoman was arrested in 2004 for insider trading? Martha Stewart. Correct. Morgan, which celebrity became the governor of California in 2003? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Correct. Where did the category of presidents three remain? Mm, yeah, I hate. Nah, no, that's not. Lunchbox. Which president is on the one dollar bill? Do you have bills that small? No, I don't. <laughs> what is he doing? Come on. That could be. What's he talking about? Uh, Washington. Is that your answer? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Eddie, what president freed the slaves? <laughs> so dumb. Abraham Lincoln. Correct. <laughs> Morgan, how many U.S. presidents have there been? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it took a turn. Yeah, you're Is that that hard? Yes. No. So we went from Washington to Lincoln to how many presidents to we t- have? To today. I don't yeah. know. Guys, it, we're, I know we're in the 50s. Amy, you, didn't, you thought fantasy was... Uh, you would too. And he's like Forrest Hump. None of no. them are real. <laughs> no. Shoot. <laughs> Shut up. I thought you were throwing me a bone. Saving Ryan's hey, that's, you a did you were bone. that's a different one you watched. <laughs> throwing me a bone, yeah. I thought you were. Yeah. Morgan? <laughs> Morgan's got all the time I'm, in the world I'm just going to let y'all talk. I don't, I'm, it's in the 50s and I'm trying to remember if Obama was 54, Trump was 55, Biden's 56. Or if it's further up. There's been 56. 
presidents. You're on the right track, kind oh, of. You've exactly. been booed. It's a decade too soon. off. Yeah, it's 46. 40? Yeah. Are we really? Uh-huh. I really thought we were in the 40s, uh-huh. but it was 46. It's 46. I just sang it. How, look, here's my way to remember that is because everyone was wearing those 45 jerseys for Trump. And so it's like, okay, oh, Trump's 45. Oh. And they called Obama 44. Right. They just right. called him that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I never called him that. You didn't? I didn't either. Right. Wavelength, wrong decade. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so we're at what, 46? Now, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Sorry. Okay. The category, is, <laughs> the category is no. music. Of course. What? Why? Why? Why, of course? Go ahead. Lunchbox and music. What do we call the repeating section of a song that most people know the words to? The hook. I'll accept yeah. it. Hook or chorus. I'll accept that. <laughs> I know a music question. So proud of myself. Eddie, what's the name of the person who leads an orchestra? I mean, he's the conductor, but heard the maestro. Like in Seinfeld, it's the maestro. I think it's the orchestra conductor. Correct. Staying in music, lunchbox. Why can't we get out of music? Which woodwind instrument is often played in jazz bands and has a curved shape? Excuse me? <laughs> Which woodwind instrument is often played in jazz bands and has a curved shape? Harp. No, it's the strings. It's in- the incorrect. What? Woodwind. What woodwind? Woodwind. woodwind? You exactly said it was strings. So that'd be a string instrument. Yeah, that'd be strings. Um, but it's it, made of wood. No, not always. It'd be made of gold. Uh, saxophone. A woodwind doesn't have to be made of wood. I don't understand. I don't it know. has a wooden little yeah. a reed. Yeah, yeah. reed. Um, Eddie for the win. What is the term for the speed of the beats in music? The speed of the beats. Da, da. Is that the rhythm? The speed of the beats. Man, or is that the tempo? Let's go with tempo. Well, if you would have said rhythm, it would have been wrong. It's tempo. Yeah! That's how you start the new year. We should celebrate by going to jazz night and listening to some harp. Oh, yeah, some harp, man. (laughs) Harp solo! (laughs) (laughs) Nice win, Eddie. Wow, wow, wow. Easy trivia, Eddie. Nice job, nice job. Give me the tiara. All right, your big songs, your number ones. In pop, the number one song is from Tate McRae called Greedy. In hip hop, Doja Cat, Agora Hills. And in country music, the number three song, Dan and Chase, Save Me the Trouble. Why don't you save me the trouble? That song's already better than those other two. Our number, and sometimes our list is lame. And I'm like, man, country music this week sucks. But this, we had a good week here. Yeah. So that Dan and Chase song's better than the other two, number one. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty good. Number two, Nate Smith, World on Fire. He'll be in next week to perform. I love that guy. I was at a concert with him two weeks ago. Uh, and then number one, and super biased, is a very close personal friend of myself and Eddie's. It's my dude. It's We love him. He's going to be in next week. But George Burge, mind on you. <laughs> I'm so excited for him. And I, I purposefully didn't make a big deal out of him for the last three or four months because I didn't want to ruin his momentum. But what's been really great is 
he played a Gary Allen cover over a year ago, and I messaged him and was like, hey, man, that's really good. Come do it on our show. And he's like, really? I said, yeah. And I knew George, but we weren't friends. This is heck, a year and a half, two years ago. Um, but we had known each other, and you guys had played golf a little bit. Yeah, all the time. And so he came in, and then he played Mind on You, which wasn't really a single. And he played it, and I was like, good, dang, that's so good. Like they're, And then the label was like, we're committed to it. He played it on the Bobby Bone Show. People loved it. And then it's at number one. So that's a testament to our listeners. And we try not to talk about it until it hit number one because we don't want anybody to go, oh, yeah, we'll show the Bobby Bone Show. We'll pull it. Yeah, good thing you didn't do that. Yes. I am so happy Woo! for him. I'm just, he's just the greatest guy. Greatest guy in the whole wide world. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. Your number one song, George Burge, Mind on You. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Andy Cohen has a podcast called Daddy Diaries, and he shared that he totally got scammed. And you wouldn't think that someone like Andy Cohen would fall for this because it was a phone call from his quote-unquote bank after he clicked a fake email and he lost a large amount of money. And the reason why he thought it was real is because he really did recently lose his bank card. So it all oh, like so the tied t- together. The number, numbers game. Mm-hmm. And then the scammers apparently set up call forwarding so fraud alert calls got sent to them instead of Andy. So he never got his like, hey, did you do this call? Because they were receiving it. How sophisticated is that? Dang, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. His advice to others when they receive you just don't know is, who, to tru- tr- who to trust anymore. Well, he says you need to physically go into your bank branch <laughs> and figure out what to do. Yes. Uh, are there, is there anyone there at the bank branch? Yes, yeah. But you have okay. to go at certain hours. <laughs> yeah, they don't have drive throughs anymore. <laughs> Some yeah. do. I mean, mine, they mine doesn't. Oh, mine are all shut. They're like so annoying. Wooden, really? I, have to go yeah. in. I go right down the street and I have to go in and the windows where you used to go drive through, they're just like, I don't know, like put cabinets in front of them. Yeah, man, they're like boards. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad looking. Into the world, does Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that stinks. But yeah, now we're having to actually do things old school again because they got so new school. Right. Yeah. So even if you maybe, what if they intercept your outgoing calls you're trying to call to see your bank? No, but what's like, crazy is they are the what ones What if they build a fake him. bank and then you go into it? <laughs> On the phone, they said, hey, we need you to allow the calls to come to us. So he said, yeah, I'll set I'll it up for you. Over, yeah. I guess yeah. crazy. Crazy. All right. Okay, so this is... Also, I'm surprised he didn't have a person to do that for him. True that, too. Yeah, like an accountant who does that if he's handling all his money. Okay, go ahead. Uh, This is not an ad, so just prefacing it with that, but I always love fun food combos that restaurants put out, and Sonic is putting out a peanut butter, bacon, burger, and shake. This is not an ad, you promise? Yeah, not an ad. All caps. I just... I I do other restaurants, too. (laughs) No, I hear you. All caps, not an ad. I just thought it's inspired by Elvis. It's a shake? It's a burger shake? there's a burger option with peanut butter on the burger. So it's got two beef patties, bacon, peanut butter, melted cheese, and grilled onions. I guess if you like peanut butter... I hate peanut butter. So it doesn't matter who's doing that. But I wonder if somebody that likes peanut butter would like peanut butter bacon burger. I'll try it. And I love peanut butter. And then they have a peanut butter bacon shake. So there's two options and they're inspired by Elvis Presley. I hear you. It's just the peanut butter to me throws it all off. So I can, I'm not I'm not in that. I bet it's good. If you like that, I bet Sonic makes it as good as anybody. But to me, oh. Elvis liked uh, peanut butter in his burger. Elvis well, liked I peanut he, butter bananas. Yeah, that's what I remember. Well, yeah. and then so I was Googling TCV, it. because <laughs> I, I thought it was peanut butter bananas too. But I guess there are some variations where it's peanut butter, banana, and bacon. It must be good. Again, these companies don't put out things. Where they're like, let's just try it and see what happens nationally. They test it some places, do research. I bet it's good if you like peanut butter. I just hate peanut butter. Well, it's going to be available starting on Monday through February 4th, so you can try it out for yourself. Feb- okay, so Mon- Monday next week. We should get, 
Scuba, can we get a couple of these? Oh, yeah, easily, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to eat it because I'm, I'm not – I hate peanut butter. Is this regional or this is an actual, like, national – It's channel? probably, like, Morocco. Amy's just yeah. bringing us, like, a random <laughs> Sonic in Morocco. We'll figure it out. All right, what else? So, a Utah man, LeGrand Gold, was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer in 2021. And then just before the holidays, uh, he was given six months to live. And on his bucket list, meeting Dolly Parton was on it. Well, she couldn't get to him in person – uh, so she did the next best thing, and she called him on the phone and serenaded him with a few lines from I Will Always Love You. Okay, well, I, I should have sung that, shouldn't I? Yeah, will you? Will you? I will always love you. Oh. I will love, always love LG. Yeah. <laughs> that's his oh, nickname, man. LG. That's awesome. So sweet. You could hear they were going to ask Dolly to do it, but she just did it anyway. Yeah. Dolly's the best. Dang. That uh, gives me like. I feel sad for them, but happy for them. What is this called? Emotions? Oh, I have yes. them. Yes. Yeah. I have them. Yes. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. <laughs> that was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Samantha Ramirez is working at the Waffle House in Parker, Colorado. When the group of guys come in, she says, how many in your party? Five. Right this way, gentlemen. She sits them down, hands them menus. Comes back, takes their order, and they get them smothered, covered, and peppered. You know, all that good stuff. They eat, and when they leave, they leave her a $1,000 oh, tip. Wow. It turns out the guy was Justin Simmons. He plays for the Denver Broncos. He was there with his friends. Gave her a $1,000 tip, and she's freaking out, going crazy. And management's like, well, you know, you got to wait because we got to make sure that's a valid tip. So they had to fly someone from the headquarters in Atlanta to Colorado. Wait, Wait they can't man. just like do it on Zoom? Uh, <laughs> it's not. Like, didn't like, COVID happen? We can do a lot of stuff on Zoom. And now. they all had to sit there while the guy flew No, no, in no, no. Up. They had to go and to... And how much was the flight? Like 500 <laughs> bucks there and back? That quick? I would, I would think they had points. Uh, oh, probably. Amy, I mean, it's kind of crazy. They had to validate the thing, but they had to send someone there to validate the tip. And it was... Validated and she got the thousand dollars. Why do you pay the tip with? Like, why do you need to validate that? Well, because he probably wrote it on the credit card and he wrote a thousand. So then they had to make sure that someone didn't just oh. accidentally write a thousand or she didn't write it in herself. <laughs> I don't know. I am oh. just telling you that she got it validated in time for the holidays and she needed that money to give her kid, five kids a good Christmas. They got to fly somebody in. What's the difference? Huh. That's all yeah. they can't dr- also, they're in Den- or they you Denver. Know- yeah. <laughs> okay. They don't have Denver's a big city. <laughs> all right. Oh. Thank you. I love the reason of the story. Uh, that's what it's Sending, all about. I, I mean, they said... Uh, thank you. <laughs> tell me something good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call 100 baby sheep rolling down the hill? Bad, something, right? <laughs> what? A lamb slide. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was the morning corny. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I know people will make resolutions, and then some people will be like, that resolution's stupid, or some. I would just recommend that you find something positive and hopefully it attracts you to being a little better version. For me, I use it as a calendar change, like just as a mark to go, let me check in on what I'm doing that I like and what I'm doing I don't like. Let me see if I want to make any changes. Oh. If you want a resolution, go for it. Uh, most people, when they set a macro, large goal, they don't do it because it just seems overwhelming. You know, uh, When I was running triathlons and I would run... I don't know. Uh, I have to run. How long did that run? Six, Six miles. That's all it was. I feel like it's a hundred. Well, if you're doing an Olympic version, yeah. But I guess I was running ten miles to get myself trained up. Wow! And I would do the ten and think it was a ten k. I think I was confused that that was <laughs> oh, miles. No. Oh my god! I'm just now realizing this. I was running ten miles, thinking yeah. that's regardless. So swimming a mile. I would. I'd have to run tree to tree, not a mile at a time, because if I looked at it large scale, I'd be like, I, "There's no way I could do ten miles." But I would do it tree to tree. Trust the process. Get there. Boom. Happens. Um, so. I would like to say that find something to just not correct over a year. Find something today that you just want to do that could be something you've been putting off. Even that, like for example, Eddie with his emails. I think this is great. Yeah, dude. I've scrubbed all my emails. I had over close to 11,000 unread emails on my computer. I just deleted them all. I'm starting fresh. But it's I don't, not, I'm not saying that's what he should have done because I don't know what he deleted. What, but he did go, I would like to 
cleanse this. It has been heavy on me, and I'm going to move on. Hey, here's the deal. I already kind of messed something up. I had to go to Scuba this morning and be like, hey, dude, will you resend me that email? Oh, I, my God. Oh my <laughs> Wait, God. was it the audible gift it. I got you? That, no, I, I, still had, I still had that one. Uh-oh. I still oh, had that one. I got, I got him the Willie Nelson book on Audible for Christmas, and I sent it to his email. So there are going to be some <laughs> problems, but wow. I just want to I just want to <laughs> commend you for going this is one thing I'm going to do to start the year. Yeah. It's not a resolution. It can be. It doesn't have to be. But you said I want to start. I encourage everybody to find one thing that they can do they've been putting off and just do it and get it out of the way. And like, boom. You want me to clear my 487 yeah. text messages? Yeah. Okay. Start that way, Amy. I tried to call you last night on FaceTime. I tried what to FaceTime time? you. Nine, after nine. Do not disturb. But I thought I had me? you. Wait, wait. No, no. I thought I had you. Because if you can, the, you can you know, call through my do not disturb. No, I know. I thought I had you on that. That's worrying me. Hold, please. Why do you guys put that on there? Do not disturb. Because, because I don't want to be tempted by my phone. Oh, dang. But what if Bobby really needs right? you? Right? I have you, my kids. So there's only certain people that can call you and it'll so come through? Yes. You can Maybe do I that? Amy's on my allowed. Eddie's on my allowed. Because oh, yeah, it still the, says that well, you should not be disturbed. Yeah, you were able to come through. It just Mike, turns out I missed it. Mike D. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Nine twelve. Mike D. It calls me if he's just thinking about calling me. Oh. It lets me know Mike's thinking about it. Well, that's sweet. Um, uh, what yeah, did you need? Somebody deli- some, There was food that came to our house. For me? But it said Amy on it. Amy B. Huh. That would be you. But we get stuff dropped off at the wrong address all the time. Like somebody ordered some Walmart stuff and was sent to our house. It's not ours. That might be ours. What did I get? What'd you get? <laughs> <laughs> but I got a bunch of Mexican food and I was calling you last night Yum. to see if for some reason you put our address in your reads. <laughs> oh boy. Because that is something that you would do. <laughs> and you would do. You've done. Amy, before, do you go like by Amy B? I uh What's her name? Yeah. Amy Brown. Yeah. Well, yes. anyway. none of those security No, it's issues. still, it's her name because it's her kid's name. Yeah, you're, is he asking if I changed my name because yeah. I got divorced? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm staying Amy Brown. I what guess. if she was like, screw it, Amy Bones? <laughs> oh, that, no. would be that would be very that confusing. That would be hilarious. That would be We weird. all change our name to Bones. Uh, Lunch Bones, Eddie Bones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Toby Keith. Toby, it's rare that people that I'm super close to will ask me for tickets, anything, because they know, like... Unless it's really meaningful, don't ask. And I've only had two close friends ask me for tickets this whole year, and or last year. It was Morgan Wallen, and it was your shows in Vegas. That wow. was it. That's how big those shows yeah. were. And they sold. I saw they sold out immediately. Mm-hmm. What, do you still have any sort of anxiety at all about shows selling? No, I hadn't worked in. Uh, I probably only worked a handful of shows in the last wide COVID. Two big C's, COVID and cancer. So it was a. Uh, I hadn't worked a handful of shows in the last three years, but I worked every year for 27, 28 years. And I mean, I was, uh, the only, the only, uh, thing I had that concerned me was being away from it for three years and remembering all the words because they subconsciously uh, come to you when you're working. Yeah. You don't even think about it. You know them. And then getting completely away from them. And having to start back, so they had a teleprompter up there, and I got into uh, a little bit of a sound check. We're going to go full dress rehearsal today, but um, I didn't even use it. It was just like riding a bike. Oh, you knew all the words? Yeah, once I got up there and started rolling, and it got familiar, I just I didn't even look at the teleprompter. What about playing at all? Did you did your hand stay calloused? If you yeah, been- I, I still played. Uh, no matter where I was, I always had a guitar there. And uh, still plunked around, but um, they've been callous so long, 
It's all callus. It's not even bones anymore. Yeah. It's just it's just all calluses. Yeah, it's like having extra fingernails. Uh, I, you guys are putting the song "Don't Let the Old Man In." It's already, it's already, it's been out, but you're like, uh, "Hey, this song's good. Here it is. Remember it. We're gonna push it again." Where did that come from, and why so? Uh, so that wasn't my idea. So uh, we put that in the in the Eastwood movie three or four years ago, and the movie didn't do as well as they thought. But and it's at the very end. And as powerful as the song was, it still didn't really get us to do. But great songs have a way of finding the, a home. Willie cut it, Humperdinck cut it, a bunch of foreign uh, legends cut it in their language. And I thought, well, that's cool, you know? And then when the Icon Award came up at the People's Choice, um, Rack Clark, Dick Clark's son, who I've known for years, he's produced a lot of the award shows, he said, uh, I really want you to do this song. And I was like, man, Blake's presenting me. He's oh, he asked you to do that song. Like, you weren't planning to do that song? Mm. Got it. And because it's, it was, it's dark, you know, and, it, and, and I hadn't been in the public eye for a while. And so I was like, Blake's going to do Who's Your Daddy? And I want to do something up-tempo because he's, he's going to be fun and funny. And he goes, no, Rack insisted. And I said, well, Rack, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. He goes, I think it'll be... Gigantic highlight, and he was right. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, people went crazy, and so because of that response, everybody's like, "We need to reintroduce this song." Well, it just it went number one immediately on iTunes, and then people started calling saying, "Hey, they want service radio." Yeah, and I haven't really served. I haven't done anything in three or four years, and I was like, "I don't know if they play this kind of music anymore." You know, this is way different than what you normally hear. And I said. Uh, this is this song is even more classic than my age. This this song could have been recorded in the '50s, you know, or '60s, and it's it's so uh, it's so country and so old school that I said, "You do what you want to do with it," but um, I just love it that it got its it found a home. You're going on the road. How's your health? How's everything going? It's going pretty good. Um, this is a roller coaster, and it takes a little while to get your brain wrapped around it, and then. Um, you get to a point where you just say, hey, uh, this is what I do, and um, you can't let it define you know, your future. You can sit around and wait, 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 but I've got a roadhouse out in the country by it's a, like a 97-year-old roadhouse that has a lot of music history, a lot of uh, Oklahoma history. What's a roadhouse? I don't know what that is. It's like a bar and grill, out, outdoor. It's, oh, got it, got it, got it. <clears throat> you know, it's an old roadhouse. Uh, like Texas Roadhouse, the restaurant type place. Well, like a, a bar out in the country that people would drive out to. Like okay. in a movie, you'd see people, they'll set a roadhouse up. In the, remember the one where uh, Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Roadhouse? Is that called? Roadhouse? Yeah, that, <laughs> one. yeah, that oh. one. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one. All right, so yeah. there you go. Okay. So that's kind of out by itself. Um, this thing's like 97 years old. The old actor James Garner was named James Bumgarner before he went to Hollywood. He pumped gas in there. Bonnie and Clyde stayed in some cabins behind it. Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, people like that would come through and play these little dances out there. And then it turned into a convenience store. We used to get bait, beer, tobacco, stuff there before we were old enough. And then we're gonna tear it down. And my whole countryside out there where I live, I know everybody, uh, that's my sanctuary. Um, they were like, man, they're telling that tearing the old Hollywood's corners down. And uh, so I went and bought the thing, popped it up, cleaned it up, put some lights in the trees, put a stage out there. 
and um, left the stage up and now you can go out there get some food get a beer sit on the lights bring your dog bring your kids and and uh, have biker night on Wednesday and and I saved it you know and uh, so one night I said hey I want to try to play so I called the uh, manager and I said tell uh, Jennifer I said tell the band they're paid but they're not going to play and they, she goes who's playing I said another band and I was bringing my guys in from Nashville and we were just going to go up incognito and just let the word build and just have fun and I was going to see how far I could go without taking a break you know so I did two three hour nights and she goes well who do I advertise as playing I said the greasy weenies <laughs> <laughs> and so she put it up the greasy weenies will be here Friday and Saturday well everybody started going something's not right because the band's getting paid so when I showed up the first night, they were just like lined up down the ditches a half a mile in every direction. And uh, and I did two nights in July, and I was like, go go book me some shows. So uh, it you just can't get the trucks and buses after three years all together and the crew. Everybody's off working with everybody else, you know. So it took till December to launch this thing. And uh, here we are. Well, excited to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Like optimistic playing music love it did you have to your voice aside from health like yeah you don't sing for three years yeah. like that's a muscle right like you can sing for three hours but i mean did you like blow your voice at all after two days no but um the the thing that i've had to overcome is the surgery i had on my stomach they had to uh stitch on my diaphragm so and not using it to sing every night that is a muscle, you know. So I've had to really work that to get it. So where I sing really, really hard and really, really violent and loud. And uh, I didn't have that last 10% on the bottom where I could just really belt anything, you know. Like when I sang MacArthur Park at Carnegie Hall, it was like opera stuff. So I don't know if I could do that, but what I do on stage is no problem. So it's like I've had to I've had to uh, work on that diaphragm, and it's getting better all the time. But I I went through uh, about three hours yesterday off and on, you know, going through our list, working it up, and I didn't have any issues. What's your favorite song to do now that you're back doing it? Anything like man, that feels good to do again. Man, those four and five week number ones, you can just pile them up and come downhill, and uh, it they're all fun. You gonna do any songs about the Greasy Weenies? I love that band. I don't know if you heard of them. They're really making their name in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. they don't do many covers. They do all Toby stuff. Well, that, that's why some people get annoyed by them. They're like, "Enough, Toby Keith, play yeah. some Greasy Weenies." Yeah. So, uh, well, Toby, it's good to see you, man. You too, Bob. And, um, new album, 100% songwriter. They came out a few months ago. Um, don't let the old man in. Is is back? We've been playing a little bit, and all the shows sold out again. My friends never asked me for anything, and they were like, "Can you get us Toby tickets?" And I said, "Not only that." they could come and stay in your hotel room. So you'll see yeah, them yeah. there. Well, I don't stay in my hotel rooms. They can have it. Well. As long as they pick up incidental. Crap. All right. All right. Uh, Toby, good to see you, buddy. You too, All right, there he is. Toby Keith, everybody. What's up, everybody? It doesn't feel like Friday, but it is Friday. It kind of feels like Friday because we know it's Friday, but also the holidays kind of screwed everything up. Yeah. Also, well, it made it great. It's still, I just, as far as like knowing what day it is. And, yeah. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. and also it like gets dark at like noon now. Is it spring? Why don't we spring forward? <laughs> this whole thing's stupid. Um, but we're, we're here. If you guys have a call for us, 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. We would love for you to call us. 
Bobby, which is 26229. Uh, this is Brittany in Boston, who is on the phone right now. Brittany, good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. What's up? Um, I'm looking for a little bit of advice. I need you all to maybe change my mind and to tell me out. So I'm on my way driving to my wedding venue to taste the food. Um, the wedding is all the way in October. And I had a pretty stressful week at work. And my fiance thought that he was doing me a favor by not telling me that he was starting to get sick. Um, I really didn't see him because I oh, was... Oh, hold on. I'm confused. Did you say try, he was trying to get sick? No, he was... No. He was trying not to get sick? He was, he, was, he was trying to help me out by not telling me that he was getting sick. Got it. Uh. Thank you. Thank you. So I woke up this morning a half hour before we were supposed to leave our wedding venue five hours away. And he told me, hey, I can't go. I'm sick. I don't want to get any of our parents sick. That's a pretty good reason. Now, let me ask this before I jump, pick anybody's side because I don't know you guys. Is this typical of him to do something like this? To not communicate, yes. No, but not because I struggle with communicating. But but even if I communicate poorly, I still feel like I'm there for my wife. For, okay. Just fundamentally, I'm there even if I don't communicate it right. If there's something that she needs, I do my absolute best to be there when I can unless I can't. So – is he consistently there for you? 95% of the time. Did he really, was he dreading doing this? I want to say no, but he hasn't been super involved in the wedding planning to the point where like my brother and my father tease him all the time. Like, Oh, what has Colin done for the wedding? Classic Colin, right? But Classic. here's the thing, though. I would, some myself included in our wedding, it's not that I didn't want to be involved, but I didn't want to be involved. But if I was asked to, I was like, okay. I also knew I didn't know anything. And I didn't really have big opinions. So why would I jump in and try to affect things? When I really don't, I don't want to say care because I cared, but I don't have opinions that matter to me that much to make little changes. So I was also given the same crap. I was like, you're not doing anything for your wedding. I'm like, I am. I'm on call. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot. And my wife's picking stuff out. We're calling people and vendors. and But I would get the same, the same kind of ribbing. Like, oh, you're not doing anything. If I do stuff, I'm going to mess it up. Hmm. We're going to have a, a Razorback cake. You know, it's going to be stuff like that. There'll be three jumbo screens, you know, behind the preacher, and we'll be watching a football. It'll be so <laughs> stuff like that. So, if he has been there for you, and I don't know all the situation, and it's not something he's been openly dreading, and it does sound like if he's sick and he has older parents, if you guys have older parents, that isn't that is an absolute fear. But if he's not feeling good, you don't want him going anyway. Even On a though five hour drive, even though you do right. want him going, you even though you do and you feel disappointed, you don't want him going anyway. Because he's miserable, and this does suck. First of all, it sucks. So that I'm sorry that you have to do this by yourself. Um, what's great is you still get to do it, and he if he's not really going to care anyway. As far as like what you pick, he wouldn't have cared regardless. So I would hold it against him in a healthy way, as in like don't let this anger weigh you down or make your day worse in any way. But I would tell him, hey, look. I hate that, but you know, since you're sick on this one, you're going to have to do this. Hmm. And, I, and I think 
that's healthy and fun and he understands, but don't also don't make him feel guilty about it because it'll make him be resentful toward the wedding process and stay away from it even more. Okay. Now, if, he's, if he's been a flake and this is typical him, I'd be like, that sucks. Time to get a new husband. Right. Like, but, this but, but, is a pattern. Yes, she but, said 95% of the time he shows up yes. for her. Yeah, just so, look at it as, yeah. a, as a body of work. I wouldn't. Yeah. I think it's okay to be disappointed in the circumstances. Absolutely. But maybe not him because he can't control that he's sick. Do you believe he's sick? I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you're disappointed in the circumstances and that it fell at a time where you've got to do a five hour drive and, and to taste the wedding, the food for your wedding. That would have been him. fun to do together. Let's be totally honest. Totally fun to do together. So, so you're hurt and disappointed, and you do, and there's a, you need to put it somewhere, and it makes sense to put it on him because it's his fault, but not really his doing. Right. So we, yeah, I would, yeah. So you, luckily, you have a five hour drive to work through not putting it on. A lot him. of Bobby Bone Show, a lot of Bobby Cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it does suck. I'm very sorry to hear that he can't do that with you because it's a special thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's real cool that you have a husband that has been there for you. It's, it's going to be there for you. Potential That's, husband. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if she gets home from the trip and he's all. You know, football and bonbons. Oh, she dry, She surprises him, gets back an hour earlier, and he's on the trampoline in the backyard. Oh, right. Do you have a, a, cam, a cam, a security cam? You look out, and he's hitting golf balls. <laughs> as long as, like, everything's up and up, yeah, it sucks. But I would healthily hold it against him. Like, I get it, and I would be like, okay, but you're going to owe me something. I'm going to call in a favor, and you have to help me. That way, he also doesn't feel like he is, like, feel, like, like guilt, like a guilt about being sick. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. When you get married, by the way, did you right, say well, summer? You. October. October? Yeah. Um, are you want Eddie to come? Me? Yeah. Sure, I'll go. Yeah. Wait, there's a, to, there, she's driving to taste the food today. No, October, the wedding. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Fajitas. I want fajitas. Eddie will make fajitas. Eddie said that his family's racist. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Why? His, which his in-laws. Fa- his white in-laws? Yeah, because they, well, they always want Eddie just to make fajitas. Like, <laughs> like every every Christmas, like, I, I do the fajitas. Well, that's your specialty. <laughs> okay, but there are other white people. They just have to do white people. Yeah, they do burgers dishes. and like other stuff. I said it's not racist either. I said when Eddie comes to my Eddie's a great cook. You ask him to also make fajitas. Stay, it's always steak or fajitas, right? But that's well, burgers. Because, no, it's never burgers. Okay. So, but that's because when he volunteers and he does it himself, it's always steak or fajitas. So when it's like, hey Eddie, why don't you come if you're going to cook? Won't you do your fajitas? And then they buy mar- like they buy tequila and they're like, ooh, margaritas too. And I'm like, okay. obviously that goes with fajitas. But that's not racist. Tell him that's not racist. <laughs> it's not it's racist not. at all. I'm just asking because your white family members uh-huh. were asked to do what? Uh, they did, they did pork butt and uh, hamburgers. <laughs> right. Now, and was that I already their the specialty, food. or is that just because they're that's those are white? I guess Uncle Jeff does smoke uh, pork butt, mm-hmm. so I guess that's his mo. Classic Uncle Jeff. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the other guy, like you know what, burgers, pretty generic. Maybe he sucks at cooking, or it's another thing at all, and anybody can do burgers. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Wait. You let him smoke pork butt. You didn't say, "Hey, get out of my way. I'll smoke you a chicken." <laughs> I didn't have my smoker. I was in Texas. Are you still doing the smoking chicken? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I w- yeah. 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 Anybody who wants them, they can DM me. I'll, I'll make them a smoked chicken. But you can't mail them. No, no, no. So it's got to be local. Or if you're in town visiting, we'll meet up. So do you have any orders? No, we're pretty so dry. Really nice. but don't you have people that try to subscribe, but you couldn't meet the demand? Yeah, but they were kind of like, hey, we're kind of chickened out a little bit. 
Because, because I mean, we do. We're doing chickens. The subscription was chickens every week. No, I know, but <laughs> I but you missed a couple weeks, and that's why they, they wanted chickens in a row. You didn't that's give it. them enough chicken. No, I gave them like five chickens, and they're like, "Hey, man, let's take a break on the chickens." So they took a break yeah. more than you couldn't. That's not what I heard. What did you hear? That you couldn't meet the requirements. Or what they wanted. Not true. Not true. They it's just, like you pay for Netflix, but you log on on a win- and never on Wednesday does it work. Every other day it works, but right. on Wednesday it doesn't work. Right. And then, well, there are some weeks too that, like, you know, exactly. we okay, like, yeah, 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 there we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys call us if you'd like. 877 77 Bobby. That's our number. 877 77 Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the phone, uh, Neil McCoy is on the request line. What? Neil McCoy? Uh-huh. Like the Neil and, McCoy? Unless it's, unless it's an impersonator. Or a different huh. Neil McCoy. I wonder what the market is for a Neil McCoy impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> How much that would be. I know. I do think it's it's Neil McCoy. Hey, Neil. 
Hey, how are y'all this morning? Hey, it's Neil. Yeah. That's yeah, it's awesome. Neil. Hey, Neil, good morning to you. Uh, how, how's everything going? Where are you right now? Are you in Texas? I'm at my house in Longview, Texas. Yes, oh, sir. Awesome. Well, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Is there anything I can do for you? Well, man, I was just I was just calling to let y'all know that and I don't try to bug nobody about it. It just kind of goes unfair. But I say the Fudge Allegiance live every morning on my Facebook page. Uh, and have for January the 7th, this here in a couple of days is going to mark my eighth year without missing a day. Wow. And it's just something, I'm, well, I appreciate it. I'm proud of it. And just want to let people out there know that if, if they love and respect our flag and country, they can come say the place with me any morning. I'd love to have them. What time do you do that? Uh, it varies between 9 and 10 a.m. Central. It depends on where I am. But I'm going to be staying at Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central. Okay. Somebody wants to join us. Do that we'll one. We're, we're on the air 9 to 10. Don't do a place with Neil while we're on the air because that <laughs> takes away our ratings, Neil. Yeah, Sunday works. Yeah, Sunday okay. works. Sunday works great. Do it like 10.01, Neil. And then we'll send everybody over okay, there. Okay, that's 10.01 cents is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's, it, how's the holiday? Man, it's good. Thank you. We uh, we still run a bunch out here. We're still on the road about 180 days a year doing 100 shows. But we, we spent some time off with the family, and I'm glad to have it. Do people ever come up to you and go... Hey, man, you look like the guy that goes, all she's got to do is just give me that wink. <laughs> but you are him, obviously, but they think you look like him. Does that ever happen? I, yeah, I get that a lot, and I say, oh, my gosh, I, I'd hate to think that I actually look like somebody. <laughs> and and that kind of they go, oh, well, sorry about that. You must be him. You, you know who? <laughs> but I you, like the people that come up and say, are you famous? I said, but do you know who I am? Nope. Then I'm not famous. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, George Burge did that drink with Neil McCoy, which is a really yeah. great version of Neil's song, but that George made it his own thing. Right. So, well, Neil, we're big fans here. Thank you for calling, and thanks for letting us know. And if they want to go and, and and do the pledge with you, what is your Facebook address? At Neil McCoy Music. At sign at Neil McCoy Music. We'd right. love to have them. All right, Neil. See you, buddy. Have a good day. Okay, man. Thanks for taking it. All right. Yeah, okay. see you later. There he is. Neil McCoy. Wow. Oh, all she called gotta him? do is just. Yeah, when well, we turned down ours all the time. Like McGraw was on earlier. I was like, I have time for him. Really? Cut him. Yeah, cut him. Oh. Yeah, I looked oh. up there's G. Brooks wanted to talk about oh, some, yeah. wanted some advice. And I was not like, Not again. Not now. We just did the mailbag. <laughs> right. So, no. Uh, time for the. Let's do some news. Bobby's Big Stories. A 92 year old man sets a record by hiking the Grand Canyon. 92. Wow. A 92 year old man hiking. Not by himself, right? You can't. But just a 19 year old man hiking or walking walk in. to mailbox. <laughs> yeah. right. Walking. Like, that's a good story. But a 92 year old has set the Guinness record for hiking the entire Grand Canyon. Wow. His name's Alfredo, 24 mile rim to rim trek. He did it to honor his late wife, and he hopes to make more record breaking hikes in the years to come. It's from mm. Fox 10 Phoenix. No, I don't think the thing was to do it himself. I think it's just to do it at 92. Okay. Pretty amazing. So let's not minimize it. No, no, no I'm just saying because you, you haven't done that. You, you, but you know, like 92, you're not going anywhere by yourself. I don't go anywhere by myself right now. Dangerous. You don't. I what? do movies and stuff and dinner. <laughs> oh, it's different. I'm not gonna go out in the woods by myself like, <laughs> like that. An unexploded World War II era bomb washes up on a Santa Cruz beach. Oh, Whoa. Gosh. See, I would think I wouldn't even know it was quote unexploded, and I'd be like, check this out. And I'll be running. Well, well if it's but intact, it's, it's not exploded. Yeah, or fake. Still, you see it. It's so old. You kind of have to get up close to it. But the bomb squad. Remember the Jeremy Renner movie where he was in yes. the bomb suit? The Hurt Locker. Oh, man, that was a good, a good movie. movie. That's who's oh. up on this bomb working on it. Like when it washes up. Wow. Finally, they realize what it was. World War II. 
did not explode. And so uh, the U.S. Navy called the bomb squad out. Those hurt locker type people go out. Then they said, okay, it's safe to move. They moved it off the beach. That's from Fox News. It's late in the show. So what are you about to talk about? Oh, we're getting a little risque? No, it's news. All right, I'll listen. Okay, cool. A man sues his doctor after his penis enlargement backfires. Oh, what happened? It went the wrong. It, it got no. smaller. <laughs> oh no! That's deflated. Sweet. A man is suing a surgeon after he ended up. Uh, and I'm going to be gentle because he wasn't. He, <laughs> the guy who was below average, which is why he's there in the first place, right? Went in to get the doctor said he could do another. Um, significant enhancement inch yeah and after it was inch. completed it actually was a four-tenths deficit oh so what? it went uh, it went wrong the other How way four-tenths is almost half man that's yeah. not good Have yours? <laughs> half yours? Uh, i'm saying what, if, what if he saying? lost oh, it God. are you buddy you're not listening oh, no. the guy heard said if that's half of yours i'm sorry he We're lost four-tenths of okay. his a woman hey, likes to God. clean her uh likes to clean public bathrooms that's her thing for free <laughs> Huh. That's so nice. Oh, no, I don't even like to go into public bathrooms. <laughs> and use them? That's from the New York Post. A woman has uh, talked on the internet. She loves going to clean, especially Target bathrooms for free. She'll go and she goes, I'll just go in and scrub. She works at Target, but her, her thing is when she's not working to scrub the bathrooms because she loves doing it. Wow. Whoa. She might want to get help. Yeah, because I don't even like to clean my own bathroom. Well, but she cleans like a Walmart. Too. Like I, Maybe she just loves Targets because of the color. She doesn't work there. Because huh. she did Walmart. She, she did Popeyes and Taco Bell. That one I don't even want to go in. Either one of them. <laughs> not Taco Bell for sure. Not because they're bad, just because I know meat after I eat. <laughs> uh, that is that is wild that she l- likes that. Uh, dry January. Anybody doing it here? No. Nah. no. I haven't had anything to drink yet. <laughs> so, uh, what, what are maybe. we? Maybe. With a fifth. So you'll back into it, possibly, but you're not doing it on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. I've thought about, well, if it happens, it happens. You? Yeah, I'm doing it. Do you do I, it every January? No, this is the first one I've done it, but I was just like, why? I mean, I'm not really drinking that much anymore anyways. Why don't I just give it a try? So dry January, they say, here's what to expect. And you're five days in? Yep. They say, day one, regular moderate drinkers will initially find it harder to fall asleep. I have been having trouble sleeping. Day... Two, same. Day three, some people may experience hangover-like symptoms on day three and four, potentially from lack of hydration. Any issues, headaches, or anything? I have had a headache, but I also suck at drinking water just normally. Mm -hmm. Day five, you may start craving the sugar that you're not getting at all from alcohol, even though you realize... Is this for people that are drinking... Moderate drinkers. Wow. Like on the weekends. Wow. Sounds like someone drinking every day. You will, however, (laughs) feel sharper in concentration. I do feel a little bit sharper, and I did look at one of my wine bottles. I was like, I really want a glass of wine, but I didn't. Have you had more sugar? Are you craving sugar? A little bit, yeah, but I do crave sugar a lot, too. That was part of this as I was trying to get off the sugar. Day six, same day seven, you'll sleep better. About day seven, your dreams will become more vivid because you're sleeping better. Ooh, so I should have a vivid dream this weekend. And then, well, you make that sound dirty, but then day 10, (laughs) day 10 is like peak, and then you'll stay there until you decide to drink again. Okay, so I just really need to get through five more days. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. From Red Magazine. Have you heard of January? 
What? Is that like Movember where you just grow hair? Yeah, it's supposed to be a thing like with dry January, but then also for women, they're supposed to like oh, make a stance against nope. beauty standards nope. and not shave the whole month of January. I mean, let's not spread that word on this show. Well, I just, I saw but that what is that, what is that stance going to do? I think it's unfair that women are held to unfair standards, but right. what's just a January going to do when you're going to go back anyway? Well, uh, maybe you don't after you go no, all of no. January. It'll get you ignored for January, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you're the, then you're like, It's well, a is- no sexuary? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> what it's going to end up being. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rod Stewart leaves a luxury hotel on their staff over $12,000 and a holiday tip. Wow. And nice. then tells him to bet on a soccer match. Huh. How does... He stayed with his kids, and he said, I've been lucky enough to stay in some of the top hotels in the world. This is one of the best ever. Left the tip, and he goes, if it were me, I'd bet this on this certain match. Oh, does he know something? Hmm. Wow. No. Maybe a big fan. He's, a big fan, He's got a net worth $300 million. Yeah. Wow. I did not expect that. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Dude, Maggie. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, will you turn that down, right? So, yeah. Maggie Allen has something to say to you. Okay, I've heard that song. Or if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, baby. Okay. Um, what else? Was he a band in a band or was it just him? He was in a band like early, but no. But not really. like a big famous band. No, like not really. Rolling Stone. Oh, that I love you. Oh, that song's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Have I told you this? No one else above you. Know that yeah. That's a jam, dude. Um, how about? Take away I'm sure. My sadness. I- I'm sure that. Oh. oh, oh. Forever young, oh. I want to be okay, forever yeah, yeah. young. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong one. Oh. thinking of a remix? Wait, I'm thinking of an 80s song, too. Yeah, yeah, what are you thinking What's of? that one? Forever young. But didn't, like... I, I can't hear it now. Isn't, like, a remix? Of- well, that was on a Jay-Z song way later. Yeah, Jay-Z. But... I want to be forever young. Is that, like, Sinead Alpha Bill? Is it what the heck? I oh, yeah, you probably you also probably saw it in um, a dance. It's a prom scene or something. Yeah, it's in uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. That's, That's what it is. is. That's yeah. really huge. Yeah, it's so, definitely in system. And then it, it, it was brought back to people like lunch when he knows it from the Jay Z song. Okay, yeah, because I was like, I don't. When you played that one, the it's clip. called Young Forever. Mm-hmm. They didn't name it Forever Young because the other song was called Forever Young. Do you have that, Ray? Let me look. It's still crazy that someone like Rod Stewart, who made a lot of money a long time ago, still has a lot of money. Like, that's all. 300 million is a lot of money. Yeah, I wonder if he's making it from like publishing, if he sold his publishing, if he t- probably still tours. Yeah. Makes a good living. Yeah, and the old guys that tour, right? like, those tickets know. are not cheap. That's true. What do you have, Ray? Still surgeon. No? Okay. Well, just trust us. It goes like this Forever young. I wanna be forever young. Do you wanna be forever? <laughs> That's so forever, good. Forever, forever. Oh, live. For, do you wanna live forever? Is what it says. Forever young. I wanna be forever young. I'll just do it with my phone. Here we go. Who is it? Alphaville. Oh, oh yeah. Sweet. All right, eighth graders. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping up room for the Lord between you. Hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. 
Costly divorce from his second wife, Rachel Hunter, Oof. who uh, wanted half of his net worth, which was around, she tried to get $150 million, but they settled out of court for undisclosed. So I think around $75 million. Wow. I think she was rich too, though. Just by her supermodel. Yeah. Oh, she was? Yeah. Wow. All right. I well, uh, hope everybody lives forever young. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Texas. A high school soccer coach went on a trip, you know, to do some coaching, you know, a little clinic, and he decided to go to the little dance club, and he ran up a $5,000 bill. A dance club or like a uh, <laughs> club? club, like, a, club. Like, a, like adult. Your kind of club. A adult dance club. <laughs> so not a dance club. Well, there are dancers there. <laughs> okay, but that's not a dance club. But so, so got it. Yeah, <laughs> and he ran up a five thousand dollar bill, and he's like, "How do I pay for this?" You know, it is. I'm on a school trip, uh, so he used the school credit card. No. Oh, oh no. wow! Yeah. No. Why did he only think about it when it was over? <laughs> he was having a good time, man. Yeah, but it before you're having a good time, you should think about that too. You can't get lost in the good time if you haven't had it yet. But go ahead. And then he filed for reimbursement from the school. Like he tried to get paid back like five thousand dollars, and that's fraud. And he wasn't supposed to be at the uh, old dance club. Is it fraud if you're honest? Because he didn't try to defraud anybody. He might have broken a rule. He knew he shouldn't have used that card. Okay, maybe the school says you can't go to an adult club and use our card, obviously on a trip. But where is the fraud? Because he didn't lie about anything. He wasn't unless he said at first he was for pencils. At first, he said it was a fraudulent charge. Like, oh, no, I didn't do that. Okay, that but then, that's a and lie. then he submitted for reimbursement. Well, you know when you submit, they have all those boxes, like meals. And that's what like- I'm saying. Did he go, I bought a bunch of pencils. <laughs> right, right. That, that would be fraud. <laughs> that would be fraud. <laughs> but, if, but if he said, I went to, to Tootie's <laughs> and, and got four bottles and went back to the champagne room, mm-hmm. that you could get fired for doing something that you're not supposed to, but that's not fraud. Right. But there's a per diem, probably. I think he went over the per diem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Again, we were on vacation, so we're trying to catch up with a lot of the stuff from the past few weeks. And the gift that Eddie got Raymundo was, what was it, Ray? It was a $100 bet for the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, and then I would cash out $800. If they won. Woo! Yeah. So they bet 100 bucks, and if they won the Super Bowl, you went 800 And I thought that was a pretty good bet. I mean, I think they're probably a top five favorite to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the present when you got it? thought it was fine. He could have done some more thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, he used to ask me so many questions about it. Like, hey, what do you want? What should I do? Whose account should we do it on? He, he could have really made it meaningful. He literally could have drove to Kentucky, got an actual betting slip, framed it, and given it to me. That would have been super special. That would have been awesome. Oh, I didn't know you But his head doesn't think on. like that. He just wanted to, like, do Pioneer all these... woman. Oh. 
drive to Kentucky. It's forty minutes. Okay, so what? So what are you, are you gonna let it roll or what? I decided. Oh no. And I cashed it out for a hundred dollars. No! Why did you do that? Well, and right after I did it, the Cowboys lost two straight games. They've won since, but and they're going to the playoffs. All right, they're guaranteed to go to the playoffs. Yeah. But it turned a little cold right after I did it, so I felt fine with it. Oh man! So what you could have done is then rebet it because the odds got worse. Yeah, you don't want to cheer for the Cowboys. Is that what it is? You don't want to cheer for the Cowboys? Didn't want to cheer for the Cowboys what? for two months, and then I actually then gambled that money and lost it. Oh. <laughs> So the gift is gone now. No, the gift was him getting to enjoy a little gambling. Oh, man. Hey, Ray, yeah. did you think about at all not caring if the kids, if the Cowboys win a game in the playoffs, which if they don't win the division, they'll play like a Tampa or a New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. But there, away. Um, that if they win that first round, that money, the payout goes up. You don't have to w- wait for them to win the Super Bowl. It does. But these, they're good. The sites are good. You're not making that much more. Right. It would be. Hey, you make 150? You're right. No. I mean, you like, maybe make $25 more. I don't know. If they win the first round, there's only three rounds left. I think if I go to 150, 160, who cares? You already cashed out. Yeah, Eddie, you over. gave him 100 bucks to gamble over. with. He cho- If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, Ray, we're going to laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, then it's a funny bit. So there you go. We're going to laugh so hard. Okay, that's Dang it. Here, Ray. Thank you, guys. Uh, we do a sports show called 25 Whistles. If you guys check it out, there'll be a new one up today. I did put like a, a future bet on the Baltimore Ravens before the season started, and it... If they win the Super Bowl, it pays like four four thousand dollars. And can you I, get money for it? Now? But for our group one, you picked the Saints. I Thanks, didn't. We idiot. drew the Saints. No, yeah. you picked them. You put them in the hat. You were the only one. Yeah. yeah Thanks. That's, that's true. Um, mm. But Baltimore. Yeah, but I thought it'd be funny. We root for a team. If if the Saints win, it's sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, but they're not going to make the playoffs. They could. You don't know. They might. They're one of two teams that could. <laughs> Can't buy it. Yeah. Bobby Bones show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.